Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest, as always, world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely blessed day today, as always, and a lot of stuff going on in the world today. we got a lot of different articles for the show, and I'll be on the Hagman Report tonight. So be sure to check that out. Going to have even more stuff we're going on later on as the uh, day continues. And of course, be sure to check out our very high level of DHA Ultra Omega Fish Oil. Incredibly effective product on the website right now on sale for product of the week for 10% off. And also, too, I, I talked to Dad right before the show, and I was bringing this up because a couple of people have reported on it now, and I didn't realize this. It actually happened a couple of weeks ago, according to what Dad was saying. Is you, Everybody knows the Deagle.com website. Basically, it, it's tied into the CIA, the U.S. State Department, def, Department of Defense. They usually report on all types of you know um, airplane as far as aircraft, weapons, Weapon systems, UAVs, all kinds of different stuff. They talk about sales and acquiring. They also have had forecasts for population growth, for population, you know, de-escalation and all kinds of other things that have happened. As far as, and they're the same ones that said the U.S. population was going to drop hundreds of millions of people by 2025. And they've continued to hold true to that up until a few weeks ago when their entire forecast model has now been removed from Deagle.com. It's gone. I mean, there there is nothing on Deagle about forecasting population whatsoever now. Now, whether or not this means that they have pulled the numbers down to revamp them, or they simply got too much flack over the last couple of years, I don't know. But something's very strange considering what we've seen with Deagle, what we've seen with this continual COVID lie, what we're seeing now over the Ukraine and Russia, and now we're starting to hear, like I said, these reports back and forth about now the U.S. is going to be completely pulling out Afghanistan, but now they're talking about leaving an upwards of 12,000 security contractors, private military contractors in Afghanistan. Obviously, that's to handle the situation with the drug production over there, because remember, Afghanistan produces between 90 to 95% of the world's heroin. Those, those are real numbers. You can research it. Up until about 2000, 2001, Afghanistan was abysmal as far as heroin production and opium production. It was like I'm the bottom of the list. The Taliban had gone in and ruined a lot of the farms. They had gone in and taken a bunch of stuff over and planted other crops besides basically poppy, and the production was nothing. Once we invaded them, you can look at a chart, and RT.com did this years ago. There's a chart. By about 2003, you can watch the graph go up. And by 2008, 2009, it's going literally almost exponential growth. Every year it's building upon itself until what we have here today. So, yes, the U.S. military may allegedly be bringing the standard troops out of Afghanistan, but I promise you there will always be a significant U.S. military-controlled presence, whether it be U.S. contractors or spec ops or whatever else is in there, handling all these fields that we control and run the drugs through the CIA. So I thought that was just something I wanted to bring up this morning. What do you think about that, Dan? You know, Austin, we've talked about this, and this is a this is somewhere that shows don't go. I mean, you won't hear this much anywhere ever no. with anyone uh, because of the blowback associated with it. But Afghanistan is a problem for the entire world now because of what happened. 
back in the 60s and the 50s, we were running huge amounts of drugs. Let me go back to the 30s and the 40s. When Chiang Kai-shek took over China, our CIA, which was the OSS at that time, uh, went to him and wanted to know how he was able to basically have a million-man army on standby. And they said it was basically they were selling heroin to the peasants. And they were funding their operations through basically, basically drug money. Well, our CIA at that point decided they were going to do the same thing. And then they decided to start running and growing heroin in Vietnam and Southeast Asia. And that's what the Vietnam War was fought over. It had nothing to do with communism coming in. It was complete nonsense. And what happened is we were spraying huge sections of Vietnam and huge sections of Cambodia with competing farms of heroin with Agent Orange. It's just about that simple. And we were also doing it to try to decrease the foliage for people coming out of the woods who were shooting at American contractors who were raising heroin. The whole thing is, was a CIA psychop. Kennedy found out this was all going on. He wanted to completely disband the CIA and get us out of Vietnam and get us out of the drug trade. And that's one of the reasons they killed him. And I've talked about this on the show many, many times. Another reason was he wanted Israel to have no nuclear weapons. He wanted the CIA disbanded. He wanted to really go after the FBI and clean that mess up and, 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 including Executive Order 1110, which allowed the United States to start producing debt-free currency again. And, of course, Lyndon Johnson was directly involved with all of the drug running out of Southeast Asia. He was directly involved with all kinds of other nefarious activities, including the killing of Kennedy. And so what ended up happening is basically they put Johnson in the office after they blew Kennedy's head off, you know, out there in, in Daly Square. And, you know, in Dallas, you know, back in the 60s, because they wanted to prove to the world that they were in charge. OK, that's just bottom line. If you want more detail on that, watch the video. It's a rich man's trick from JFK to 9-11. Repeat it. I'll post it on the website again. It's a rich man's trick from JFK to 9-11. I talked about this in depth about how the same group of people control everything and own everything on Monday's show. Please listen to the show that we did five days ago. Now, what they're telling us now is on Afghanistan, they've decided that they're going to go ahead and remove the American troops from there. That's a complete and total lie. It's all a lie. It's always a lie. Everything you hear from these guys is a lie. And what happened is they did so much, how should I say, spraying, so much geoengineering, so much everything in Southeast Asia, you know, with the, with the fields there that they stopped producing enough heroin for the world. And so they decided they would move it to a better climate and they moved it to Afghanistan. Well, what happened to Afghanistan is that the Taliban started realizing they were losing about 300,000 people a year to drug overdoses in Afghanistan from heroin. And they considered amoral to be like that because they're, they're Muslims. They're very, they're, they're, it's a very moral strict sect is what it is. And they decided that they wanted to get rid of the heroin production, which they did, which crippled heroin production in the world. It crippled it because they came in and shut it down. Well, then the United States came in and said, oh, this is awful. You know, 9-11 happened. Osama bin Laden, who was a construct, who was a CIA operative, Basically, they're going to blame everything on 9-11 on him. He's hiding in caves in Afghanistan. Now, Afghanistan had nothing to do with anything with 9-11. That was primarily Mossad, CIA, and MI6. So what ended up happening is they invaded Afghanistan, which had no reason to do it. And the reason they did it, it was a cover for the CIA to start up the poppy fields again. And this, and this is what Austin's talking about. That's why there's an article today that's posted. It says on you know, global research, and it says Afghanistan, the U.S. exit is with caveats, which means there's special things that are going to be done regardless. It says evidence is piling up that the U.S. President Joe Biden declaration on April the 14th 
on a total troop withdrawal by September the 11th, and that interesting September the 11th may not be a last word on that topic. And the Pentagon commanders and the CIA seem to be tweaking the decision. On the day after Biden spoke as if he had any authority whatsoever, the New York Times reported under the byline of two of the papers noted senior correspondents at the Pentagon, America's spy agencies and the Western allies are redefining plans to deploy a less visible but still potent force in the region to prevent the country, Afghanistan, from again becoming a terrorist base and stopping the production of heroin. I'm adding that. Pentagon is discussing with allies where to reposition forces, where they want to make sure they stay around the processing centers for the opiates, which are then processed and shipped to other countries like India and Pakistan to make over-the-counter OxyContin, under-the-counter OxyContin, sold on the streets OxyContin, and all of the other types of heroin and opiate drugs available. That's what they're doing. The report mentioned that although NATO forces would formally withdraw, Turkey, who's also involved with distribution of the heroin bases with C-130 transport planes landing in their country, quote, a member of Alliance is leaving troops behind who help keep the CIA collect intelligence, and I will add to this, continue to support and direct the poppy fields. Besides some of the Pentagon contractors, the mercenaries, who include 6,000 American personnel, could also be deployed. The Times report also disclosed that the Pentagon actually has about 1,000 more troops on the ground than has publicly acknowledged. The murky accounting results from some special operations forces having been put off the books through CIA money through heroin to include some elite Army Rangers who work both under the Pentagon and the CIA – Pentagon might even slip these undisclosed troops into Afghanistan after the departure deadline of September the 11th. At the same time, as the Times report appeared, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, speaking from Kabul, confirmed to the media after talks with the Afghan government officials that are also involved with the heroin distribution that even when our troops come home, our partnership with heroin production, I'm adding all of this, with Afghanistan will continue. Listen to this, guys. Our security partnership will endure. There's a strong partisan support in Washington for a commitment to the Afghan security forces. Why? Because it's creating $1.5 trillion in heroin money to basically fund black operations through the CIA. Now, you'll need to read that article to see where I did not throw in my own personal commentary. Now, we also need to realize is that Afghanistan is basically a mess. It really has been for a long, long time. Osama bin Laden, he was a failed CIA asset that was used as a pretext to invade Afghanistan to restart the heroin trade, which is a trillion-dollar business, multi-trillion. Molar Omar was our ally against the Soviets and a most honorable man who shut down all of the heroin plantations in Afghanistan after the Taliban took over as they considered the over 300,000 dead who died from heroin overdoses every year immoral. We turned on him and we betrayed him. Osama was a guest of the Mullah Omar, and he merely asked for evidence of Osama's involvement in 9-11. Since there was none and he was not involved, none could be furnished. Bush II, the dumb one, W, ridiculed on television, even though the thought that he would be required to give evidence to bow and bow and arrow Mullah Omar. It gets much juicier than this, by the way. The CIA used the heroin proceeds for external operations, and so their revenue had been cut off when the Taliban were in power. This way they could always circumvent the U.S. Congress. Heroin, that is why we are still there. 
terrorism is engineered through Operation Gladios, as this is being used to justify these interventions. Most Western intel agencies are connected to this trade. As Austin just said, 93% of the world's heroin comes from Afghanistan. After the U.S. invasion, heroin growing was immediately restarted. The military convoys from the Pakistan ports to Afghanistan carried back as backhaul the heroin for world distribution. Repeat that. The military convoys from Pakistan ports to Afghanistan carry back to the C-130 transport planes through the United States Air Force, the heroin for world distribution. The Taliban Osama had absolutely nothing to do with 9-11. By the way, Hekmatur, by the way, was never connected to the heroin trade. Kabul, as it stands, remains in control of the large population centers and roughly 70% of the country. That's why they've got to continue to control the other parts of the country with the Muslims that are there that are trying to stop <laughs> the heroin trade. The U.S.-NATO combo is, has already pledged over a billion dollars annually to, on a continual basis, and we are going to be in Afghanistan forever. And we have to understand that the CIA-run heroin traders basically are sending this product all over the world through the United States Air Force. This is an article I'm posting on, on our website from Strategic Culture Foundation, World Security Society Business History, basically is talking about this in detail. And this is where we are. And the, the article is interesting. It's called Afghanistan it's the heroin, comma, stupid. In other words, the reason we're there is the heroin. And then on this picture, there's a picture of two U.S. troops walking through the poppy fields in full military gear carrying AR-15s or M-16 machine guns in order to protect the fields against looters. That would be the <laughs> that would be the Taliban and the Muslims who consider it to be immoral to have 300,000 people die every year. In Afghanistan. Now, I just ripped the Band-Aid off a whole bunch of stuff, guys. This is why we're in Afghanistan. This is why we had 9-11. And we've, now we've turned around after 9-11, and we've destroyed the entire Middle East for the Greater Israel Program. And this is what we've done. And, and, it, and it's all a lie. All of it's a lie because the CIA it is a covert organization that is run primarily through drug trade. It's through the, the money coming in from the drugs that funds so much of what these guys do. And they don't want to have their black operations shut down. Remember, they don't have to go through Congress to get money if the money's coming in basically through drugs. They have, it's literally, they have a business going on, manufacturing and distributing drugs all over the world so they can fund their own operations, which are all in off book balance sheets being laundered through the international banking cartels. It's always those guys that are working with them to clean the money and to make it so they can transfer and wire money all over the world for their funds. Again, this is all part of the Operation Gladio program, which was done after World War II and funded through the illicit drug trade. Guys, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. However, for some strange reason, you know, Austin and I seem to be the only people that ever talk about this and why. Because it's too dangerous. Nobody wants to talk about this stuff. Nobody will mention this. In fact, I've sent these articles to several really, really big guys who used to be in the government under Donald Ronald Reagan, and uh, we'll see if they post these articles. But this is the reason we are in Afghanistan. It always has been. It had absolutely nothing to do with 9-11, which was an inside job. It was another false flag 
just like Pearl Harbor, in which we forced the Japanese through an eight-step process through the Roosevelt administration by cutting off their fuel, cutting off their oil to attack the harbors at Pearl Harbor in order to try to take the United States down so they can continue their expansion of their war effort into Indochina and into China. This is the major problem that we have, guys, because of all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, nobody wants to talk about. And so if you're listening to talk shows that are talking about this, then you're listening to shows that are telling you the truth. If not, a lot of times they kind of obfuscate and pick certain things. And remember, a lot of the alt talk shows, probably 90%, in fact, probably 99% of the big ones, are all Operation Mockingbird. And so many of them are being funded through the CIA, through this drug money. Just thought I'd mention that. So be very careful who you listen to. Austin, there's a summary. What's your next story, bud? That was well said. I appreciate you elaborating on that, and that's exactly what everybody needs to realize is what's going on behind the scenes. And so when you continue to understand it and you continue to see the big picture, you see behind the curtain and you realize what's happening. You realize what they're telling us is a lie. You realize what they're trying to promote is a lie. The same thing that we're seeing with these COVID vaccine passports now is that majority of people are starting to wake up for the most part. And they're saying that, I mean, we, we do not accept these. These are not okay. So anybody that's running around saying that everybody's in favor of vaccine passports is bold-faced lying to you. And quite frankly, you need to call them out if you see it or hear it in public. Flat out, I'm being dead serious with you. I have talked to people. I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, all across the board. I've engaged people in this conversation. Not a single person I have come in contact with has even acted like vaccine passports were an okay idea at all, period, under any circumstances. That tells you one thing. There is no support for vaccine passports at all in this country. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to lie to you in the media. They're trying to tell you everybody's okay with them while nobody's okay with them. They're doing the same thing with the injections right now. They're saying now that what, 110 or 105 people, 100, excuse me, 105 or 110 million people have been vaccinated in the United States. Ian Fitness up there, the Atlas Gym, he posted a video that somebody sent him. They were up in the Northeast United States, and he was basically a, a lineman. So he's up on this big telephone pole in a bucket, and he's above one of those COVID vaccine or COVID injection sites, as you should call it. And he goes, he's doing there in the video, and he's got some foul language in it. He's just, it is what it is. But he goes, I've been here since 7 o'clock working on these lines in this bucket. He goes, it's 9.30 now. He goes, I've seen two cars, two cars rolling this giant driveway with these cones, check in, and go over here to this area. And he's showing it. He goes, nobody's asking to get this injection. Nobody's getting lined up anymore. He goes, you had basically the morons that wanted to get it right out of the gate and wanted to be the experimental guinea pigs. He said, that's it. He said, nobody else wants this anymore, which tells me if we're at that point and they've allegedly injected 100 million people, that means two-thirds of the general population in the United States does not want this shot at all. And that means that two-thirds of the population, if they don't want the shot, they absolutely don't want the passport. So it's very, very important right now. You call out lies for what they are. You call out bluffs for what they are. When you see people coming in on the media, when you see people out in public and they start running their mouth or ranting and raving about something, or you hear them start making these general, bold assessments, we need the COVID passport because everybody wants it. No, that's, that is not a fact at all. Call them out for what they are. On top of that, in good news, Montana, 
Love Mo- I love Montana. One of my favorite states in the whole country. If I didn't live here in Florida, it'd probably be Montana. And uh, just incredible people, incredible scenery, incredible state in general. They now have passed in the Senate the bill that will ban any and all vaccine passports and will prohibit any workplace in the state of Montana from requiring vaccinations as a condition for employment. Dozens of supporters of this measure, mostly unmasked, there you go, packed the Senate gallery. They erupted in cheers and applause when the Senate voted to advance the measure 30 to 19. The vote came after Benefits Health System, the health care provider in Great Falls, announced earlier this month it would require all its employees to get the COVID-19 shot, which has received emergency authorization use from the FDA. And so they, everybody in the Senate said, okay, guess what? Hold, hold this. This ain't going to happen. We're done. And they passed it now. So it looks like it's going to the governor's desk where he's supposed to sign this. I hope he does not fall prey to any type of blowback and does not capitulate to any type of pushback. And he signs this thing. Montana's a very free state. They do not like to be messed with or bothered up in Montana. I learned that real quick. Everybody up there, they just – they're in Montana. Leave it at that. So I didn't think this was going to be a state that they were going to comply with having forced vaccinations to get a job or basically much of anything as far as when it comes to the health care system. And here's the thing you have to think about for a second. If the shot was so great and it was so safe and it was so healthy, right, and it was so beneficial, why would you not want to get it? I mean that sincerely. I'm asking that as a serious question. If it was so good, it was so safe, and it worked so good, and everybody was so trustworthy of it, you wouldn't have to talk people into getting it. I'd be like, you know what? I I can't see anything wrong with this shot. It it works great. You never get COVID again. It's 100% safe and healthy. Actually makes you healthier, helps your immune system. It's like getting an IV of vitamin C. Why would you not want to get it? Except that's not what it is. Except all we've seen have been severe negative side effects in the tens of thousands, if not many more, in my opinion. They've been massively, massively turned down as far as the numbers all across the country, all across the world. EU, Europe, as far as that area, the UK, United States, we're seeing adverse events and deaths skyrocket all across the board. But yet, oh, it's supposed to be totally safe. Wake up and realize what they're actually trying to do with this. The same thing goes for the unbelievably toxic, unhealthy face mask. I told you guys about the article earlier from Stanford. And I encourage everybody to read it and to forward it because it's a very, very important article on what and why it's so important to keep your face uncovered for the most part and get adequate oxygen in for physiological functioning and it's unbelievably unhealthy to mask your face all day that's why on the 27th next week we're going to the polk county school board and i encourage everybody that's in central florida area around here in polk county to come over to lakeland and make your voice heard they're probably not going to let us all in to the school board thing because what's going to happen is we're going to overwhelm everything and they're going to pitch a fit because there's only going to be x amount of seats x amount of room for per fire code and from what i've been told there's a lot of people that are showing up at this rally over here because everybody's sick of what's happening to the children they're sick of it it's it's nothing short than 100 percent child abuse forcing these children to be outside playing in the sunny florida weather wearing a mask on their face, getting it wet and nasty and full of bacteria and breathing through it all day. I mean, it's it's asinine to no end. So again, I encourage everybody to come out to that if you have the ability to do so. Also, too, now we're starting to see 
more and more and more push against individuals being able to talk about natural health solutions, which tells me that there is absolutely a fear from the globalists. They do not want people knowing and taking natural supplements. As you know before, we recommend to maintain a healthy lifestyle and a healthy immune system, the the uh, kit that we have on the website, the D3, the vitamin C with quercetin, and the zinc. That's in a kit to maintain healthy immune system. Well, we're starting to see numerous companies now that are making claims, which they shouldn't be making. They shouldn't be making claims from a liability standpoint. It's basically saying that certain vitamins can do this and they can cure this. No, 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 no. We don't make that claim, never made that claim, never going to make that claim about anything. I'm telling you to maintain a healthy immune system. Here's what I personally do, and I encourage to do so. That's why we have the kit on sale. But one thing about it, when you start seeing companies like Amazon rip, rip zinc, our zinc, off Amazon, even though I don't even like selling it on Amazon, they straight flagged us for it for no reason at all. When you start seeing other businesses get Justice Department filed complaints against them for bringing up vitamin C and D3 and zinc, it makes you realize real quick that there's a reason why they don't want everybody taking these supplements. They don't want everybody's immune system strong, and they want everybody staying as sick as they possibly can. Hmm, I wonder what that reason is. Always benefits the medical industrial complex. Remember, there's no money in healthy people. There's no money in me as far as I don't go to the hospital. What do I need? To, there's no money to be made. The money to be made is people that are perpetually sick all the time. They constantly have to be in the doctor's office, constantly have to be getting tests, constantly taking pharmaceuticals. Those are the money makers. Those are the cash cows. Those are what the medical industrial complex and the pharmaceutical industry absolutely love. So people that are hammering vitamin C, which we've researched numerous research studies on, we brought up on the show, people that are taking zinc, people that are taking vitamin C with quercetin, when you start seeing D3 and vitamin C and zinc and what it does to the body from a natural, healthy standpoint, you start realizing, hey, maybe I don't have to be sick all the time. Maybe I don't have to constantly be going to the doctor. Maybe my kids don't always have to go to the doctor. Talked to a guy the other day. Son was sick again. I mean, son's always, always, always sick. It's like every time I turn around, he's basically in the doctor's office, in the doctor's office, in the doctor's office, in the doctor's office. Every time he goes, another round of antibiotics, another round of this, another round of that, another round of this. Tubes in the ears. Oh, the, another, oh we got to take the adenoids out. Oh, we got to take the tonsils out. Guys, there's a reason why they like this. It generates massive amounts of income, and those children for the rest of their lives have a compromised immune system. There's a reason why God gave you adenoids. There's a reason why God gave you tonsils. There's a reason why God gave you immune system. It's to work and function correctly. When you start injecting these toxic compounds with aluminum, formaldehyde, and polyasorbate 80, and MSG, and the works that are in these shots, and you inject them over and over and over and over and over again, the body has no choice but to have a massive inflammatory response. It can't do anything else because it can't figure out what to do because it's becoming so toxic. This is why it's so important. If you have kids, do your own research on the shots. Please, just do your own research. I've told this to many people before. I said, listen, if you decide later on, hey, you know what, because this is the biggest thing I hear. Well, my kids need to get into a good school. I need to get shots. I said, well, we have the Florida basically religious waiver. Well, I don't know if I'm able to get that, or I'm in a different state, and they don't let me get that. And I said, okay, okay. Well, if your kid's not going into school until five years old, doesn't it make sense if you really want to give them the shots, which I don't encourage. I do tell people to do their own research, but if you did, 
wouldn't you want to wait four or five years and let that child actually grow, develop, and build an immune system instead of injecting them with this sludge at six months old and 12 months old and 18 months old and over and over and over and over and over again until they're so sick and they're so chronically ill all the time they have to go to the doctor's office every two to three to four weeks to get constantly checked out? Doesn't that make more sense to wait and let their body develop first? It does to me, and it does to millions of other people that are awake. So I encourage you, use the research we give you. Do your own research on top of that. But please make an informed, consensual decision. Do not be pressured into doing something just because somebody tells you you have to do it. You do not have to do anything against your will. Always remember that. That is what they're trying to do with this COVID shot. And the COVID passport. They're trying to make you think and believe that you do not have consent, that you do not have the ability to say no, and they know more than you, and they know a COVID shot and a COVID passport is what's best for you, and you need to obey orders, follow the directive, don't ask questions, and be a good little peasant. That's what this entire thing is stemming down to. It's about consent and taking your ability to make an informed decision, and that is nothing we can ever allow to take place in the United States, because if it does, there will be no living with these clowns that are running the show right now. They will literally own everybody, and there will be nothing left we can do about it, Dad. What do you think? Very well said, Austin. In fact, everybody listened to Wednesday's show this week. I went into detail on how these off-world entities and the demons and the whatever you want to call them, pick a name. I've had somebody say to me, well, you know, we, you know, that we don't really believe that we have other things that are created in other universes and et cetera, et cetera, or other places or other parts of the solar system. I don't care. You can call them demons. You can call them fallen angels. You can call them whatever you want to call them. Whatever works for you to try to figure out how this stuff is put together is fine with me. I don't care. Some people call them Draco reptilians. Other people call them fallen angels. Other people call them demons and whatever. Pick a name, whatever you want to name. I don't have to win that. It's just something that we have to try to realize is very, very real. And the thing that bothers me with this, Austin, is this, is that it's not enough that they control our government. It's not enough that they control our money. It's not enough that Vanguard and BlackRock own pretty much everything, 90, probably over 95% of the world's corporations. It's not enough that the international banking cartels have enslaved the entire planet, turning us into a prison planet. That's not enough. While they're killing us with COVID kill shots, while they're causing massive increases in cancer and heart disease and diabetes with high fructose corn syrup and with Roundup, with glyphosate and all the other chemicals they pour into the food supply, while they're doing all of that, giving us all of these diseases, they're profiting on the diseases. In other words, as they kill you and put you on a respirator in an emergency room in a hospital, they're making money. As they give you chemotherapy and radiation and they go in and have you do all of these horrible things that are probably going to kill you even faster, they make money. It's like they're so greedy. That's why Jesus said the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say it was, the, it was money. He said it was the love. It's the avarice. It's the greed. It's, it's so crazy to me. It's like, it, it's like these guys, they print, the, they, they print their money. They, they see a corporation they want to acquire. They just go and off-book balance sheets through the Federal Reserve or through one of their other subsidiary corporations through another country, print the currency in that country, transfer it into U.S. dollars. The money costs them literally nothing but paper, 
and then they turn around and they buy an existing corporation in the United States to control it. That's how they've learned and considered to be able to control all of the world's corporations. They buy them up with fiat currency. So they take hard assets, plant, equipment, all kinds of stuff, inventory, and they buy it with funny money, and then they own the real assets. The other day I was speaking to a man. He's had a sugar plantation in his family for basically over a hundred years in Louisiana. And he basically has, he owns 5,000 acres and he processes sugar for 80,000 acres. I mean, it's a huge, huge plant. He keeps 40% of the sugar that they process. The growers keep the other 60% and sell it to the co-ops and then they'll sell it to all these manufacturers and everybody else around the world as far as manufacturing products with sugar in it. Now, what's interesting, he's been contacted repeatedly by these big corporations such as BlackRock and Vanguard and their investment houses to buy his sugar mill with fiat currency. And the guy's in his mid-60s, and he told me the other day, he goes, I don't want to sell, but they're putting so much pressure on me to buy my you know, my farm and my, my, my plantation that, you know, I have to beat them off all the time to keep them from trying to nag me into doing this. He goes, a lot of my friends who've had sugar mills in their families for 100 years, they've already sold, and they're out living somewhere on a yacht. And he goes, but I just don't want to sell. But this is how they learn to control everybody and everything. This is, how they t- this, is what they, this is the international banking cartel that has run through the bloodline families and the Rothschild banking cartel that owns the Federal Reserve Banks in all the countries in the world. I covered this in depth on Monday. I covered this in depth on Wednesday in these other entities that are involved with them. This has been a week of shows, guys. It's been a real week of shows. Now let's look at, let's look at Michigan. Let's look at Michigan. Record number of children are hospitalized in Michigan with COVID-19. Statewide, and 70 children were hospitalized between Monday and Thursday with either confirmed or suspected cases of COVID-19. Health experts say that most of these kids are likely to survive. Ten kids or teens have died from COVID in Michigan since the start of the pandemic. Officials are blaming a surge in hospitalizations on a different variant that's come in, probably from people who were viral shedding. Now, this Whitmer, this, this governor of Michigan, she has some of the strictest COVID lockdown policies in the world, including everybody wears a mask all of the time, pretty much. Now, this is crazy. Whitmer has now extended a pandemic order that limits businesses' capacity and requires masks in public, but the Democrat has avoided further restrictions in place during the previous surges, including suspending indoor restaurant dining. Whitmer, because they're trying to recall her and kick her out, Whitmer has urged a voluntary pause on activities like dining out, like don't go out and push for more vaccinations from the White House, which has said it would help with other logistics and continue to allocating based on population. Yesterday, Sharon and I were coming back from Winter Haven, and we stopped for a bus to let out the kids here in Florida with the school board. And these little children, these little four- and five- and six-year-old children come running off the bus, and they're strapped up with masks wrapped around their ears, almost to their faces, and it grieved me. It grieved me beyond belief that these little children are being treated like this. And these little children are being forced to wear masks with nanotech in the masks. These little children are being forced to breathe their own CO2 back in and get sick and now be hospitalized in Michigan. All of this stuff is the same group of people that do it all of the time. They're the same ones who own everything. The fact that we can do the Ted and Austin Brewer show, the fact that you guys listen to us, 
the support, the fact that you guys support health masters and support, you know, alternative businesses that are telling you guys the truth is a miracle. It literally is by God Almighty. Because this very internet they were using and built to enslave us, to track us with everything they've done, has become the new Gutenberg Press, which allows us to go out and tell our huge audience exactly what's happening and what they're doing to you. Guys, it's so important that we remain hooked up together in prayer. I prayed for you guys again this morning because, guys, if we all work together and pray together, what ends up happening is we all can win this victory. Now, I'm not saying that the book of Revelation is not going to happen because it is. It's going to happen. But we can ask God for, how should I say, a reprieve to allow us to get our children raised and our children's children raised and to stay a free country. But, guys, as long as these communists are out there, as long as they're doing what they do, it's not going to get better. We have to continue to fight the battle. Now, listen to this. This is so funny. They go, how Nazis and socialists conquered America. Now, they're trying to put it back on the Nazis, and they don't call the socialists the communists. They just say how the Nazis and the socialists conquered America. Well, I've got a newsflash for you. The Nazis did not conquer America. Just a, just, just a heads up on all that. The socialists did it through the Frankfurt School, the socialists being the Rothschild banking cartel. Now, have they done and used some of the techniques that the Nazis did in World War II to control corporate activities? Yes, they've done that too with the communists. But the communists are the ones that have done this. The Nazis are dead and gone. It's like years ago I was up in D.C., and they were having a neo-Nazi rally. They, they did, and I went to it because I didn't know it was there. We went up to – well, here's, what, here's the whole – here's the backstory. Harrison and I, me and Sharon, were supposed to fly to Europe, to Greece for a trip. Or to France. What ends up happening is the day before we're supposed to fly out, we find out Harris's passport has expired, so we couldn't go. So we canceled the whole trip. So as a trip, we decided to go to Washington, D.C., and basically see the Capitol. When we get there, we find out there's a neo-Nazi rally at the Capitol, in which I thought, well, this is interesting. I'll just report on the show from what's going on at the rally. And it was interesting because there were like 5,000 people. There was a huge rally. And what ended up happening is we're sitting there and everybody's screaming, you know, you know, no Nazi, no Nazi, all the other crazy stuff they were they were screaming. And finally, I asked one of the guys there that was screaming, I said, where are the Nazis? And they said, well, they've got them sequestered over on the other side. I said, well, are they in wheelchairs? And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, they got to be like in their 90s. They got to be like in their 90s. If they were part of the Hitler youth, they'd still be in their 90s. I said, where are the Nazis? He goes, oh, no, 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 no. These are the neo-Nazis, the new Nazis. And I thought, oh. That's interesting. And all of a sudden I turn around and here's a group of, I think, Nazis walking down the street. They're wearing steel helmets, black face masks, goggles, and they're having they have steel pipes in their hands with gloves. They're walking in jackboots. They're walking in full military, you know, basically parade. And they're walking. There's like a 100 of them walking down the streets of D.C. And they're slamming their steel rods into their hands as they walk. And I said, oh, gosh, there's the Nazis. And they said, oh, no, no, no. That's Antifa. Those are the good guys. And I looked at them. I said, these are the good guys? I said, they look like a bunch of bunch of thugs. You know, they're wearing black masks and helmets, and they're carrying steel pipes. They said, no, 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 that's Antifa. That's the anti-fascist movement. And I'm like, well, they look like the bad guys. Well, that night, I go back to the hotel room because you can't get near the neo-Nazis. I want to hear what they had to say, but there was only five of them talking, and nobody really showed up. And they had the entire broadcast of the neo-Nazis on the local news channel, and I watched it. And here these guys are. Clean haircuts, no tattoos, uh, three-piece suits, you know, dressed up super nice, 
and they're talking about the importance of proper immigration and proper immigration protocols and the importance that people need to go through proper immigration screening when they come into the United States to make sure that they don't have people coming in the United States who are going to be from a terrorist cell. And I'm like, okay. So I kept thinking, well, they're going to say something that I don't, I don't agree with. They're going to say something. Well, I listened to the whole like 30-minute speech, and they disbanded them, and they took them away. I thought, oh, wait a minute. Those were the good guys, but they're supposed to be the bad guys, but the bad guys are supposed to be the good guys are running around with jackboots on with steel pipes threatening to beat people up. And I thought to myself, what an upside-down world. And I realized what the Bible says. In latter days, what will be up will be down. What will be good will be bad. That's what they've done. They've inverted it. Everything is about a thing of inversion with these guys. The universities destroy knowledge. The government destroys freedom. Everything is backwards because Sabatain Zevi said in 1666, this is the leader of this current movement, that he's been dead now for centuries, that they had to make the world as bad as they possibly could in order to resurrect their serpent god, Einstein, from the pit, from the Kabbalah, from the doggone Zohar. This is the group that runs the planet. It's just a continuation of the ancient Canaanite religions of Baal, Moloch, and Asherah. That's all it is. Working out of the Zohar, which is a group of, which is basically a book on witchcraft, which is part of the Talmud, in which these guys who are the practicing Kabbalists believe. And this is where one of the th- key things they have to do. This is going to sound really weird. I don't even like talking about it. One of the key, how should I say, things they have to do to basically become part of this program is they've got to sodomize a young child. You think, what? Well, yeah, because remember, the Talmud says that you could have sex with a little boy or a little girl at the age of three, right, and up with a little boy up until the age of nine. You're like, well, that's some pretty sick stuff. Yeah, I know, but that's what these guys believe, and that's why these guys who run the Federal Reserve Bank are these guys. And so the problem with all this is that now they try to force this, quote, unquote, weirdness with this homosexuality stuff on us in addition to the transgender stuff on us because they want to believe this. Now, the, the new the new girl who plays in the Superman, the Supergirl program, she's a transgender. And she came out, it was on Breitbart yesterday. Supergirl star Nicole Maines, who's a guy, who basically dressed like a girl, trashes transgender laws aimed at protecting children, and she says, please stop hurting us. Wait a minute. She's a boy who wants to be a girl. And now she's saying that a new crop of state laws that bars minors from receiving transgender medical procedures, saying the laws will harm young people. Okay, so you've got a little boy who's four years old who's sexually confused because he's been given too much soy or estrogen in the food, doesn't really know what he wants to do if he's a boy or a girl, but he's got a he's got a penis. So we're going to take go ahead while he's four or five years old, still in a state of brainwave state, and we're either going to give him drugs to basically never allow him to go into puberty, or we're going to go ahead and remove his genitalia, castrate him, and create an artificial vagina for him. And then when he's 18 years old and he decides he wants to be a boy, now he's got a vagina. So we've just screwed this kid up for the rest of his life. But you're telling us if we tell them to wait until they're 18 to do all of this crazy stuff, that we are ruining their lives and that they will harm young people with it. Well, here's what I've always learned in medicine. Always err on the side of caution. It's like Austin said, why in the world do people take healthy children to the doctor's office so the doctor can tell them that they're healthy? Monitor your child's weight. 
get some books on it. There's a really good book by Pablo Areola. It's called Every Woman's Book. There's another good book by, by Dr. Mendelssohn. It's called How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician. There's another book by Mendelssohn also that's called Confessions of a Medical Heretic. These books are pennies on the dollar for what they used to cost. Buy them used. Read through the books. Find out how to have healthy children. We never had a pediatrician for any of our children ever, not once, because they all wanted vaccinations. And I said, no, we're not going to do that. We used a general practitioner who's dead now. He's a good man. His name was Dr. Robinson. He was a great guy. There was two of them. They're both dead. They're both gone. And we used him as our pediatrician because he was our general practitioner all the way through with all of the kids. And all of our kids are super healthy. And all of Austin, Both Austin's children are healthy. Guys, it's so important to realize, it's like Austin said, they're going to try to force you to do stuff. It's like if you get arrested or something. First thing you do, and I've talked to you about this a thousand times, you know, a person and on the show, individually, everything. You just lawyer up. Don't don't sign anything. You don't have to sign a statement. You don't have to do that. They can't force your signature. Now, they'll put it in front of you and say, here, sign this. And you're like, okay, I, whatever. You sign it, and you don't even think about what you just did. Don't do that. You don't have to be forced to take a COVID vaccine, at least not in the state of Florida. If you're in a state that's trying to force that, I'd suggest you move. Guys, we have to basically take the rights that God gave us and hold on to them because the United States is on a very slippery precipice. It really is right now of the loss of all of our rights, all of our constitutional rights, all of our God-given rights, everything that we've worked for in this country. For hundreds of years, is about to be lost. It's like Austin said, we're like trust fund babies. We had this huge thing that was given to us called the United States of America, and we've neglected it. And we've basically treated it like basically it was just worth nothing to us. And we've allowed these groups to come in and destroy it. This is the truth, guys. This is what we've done. It's like these trust fund babies that are completely and totally useless that everybody hates. Nobody wants to be around, but everybody likes it when they come in because they buy a new car or they buy a new truck or they buy something, but then they don't even know where the money came from because they never earned it. We never earned the right to be free in the United States. It was our parents and grandparents that did that with World War One and World War Two. The Korean War was a joke. It was completely nonsense. The Vietnam War was over drugs. Afghan was over drugs. All of this stuff has happened over and over and over and over again. But we, the people of the United States, have just sat back in a lazy boy recliner, watched our TV, plugged in our fluoride IV, eat our MSG-laced potato chips, sit around and gain two or 300 pounds and wonder what happened and why in the world we're having all these problems and why all these people are dying from a COVID vaccine. Why? Because we've allowed them to do it to us, and we've got to stand against this. So important. Austin, what do you think, bud? No, you're, you're exactly right, and this is where we have found ourselves in this precarious situation with everything. Also, too, in other news, this is another report that I found to be very interesting, a shocking new report about the Pfizer COVID injection, the one I was just hammering earlier. It has been discovered that the Pfizer shot has long-term health effects not previously disclosed now, including ALS, Alzheimer's, and neurological degenerative diseases. This is interesting. In the paper, basically, the, the current RNA-based vaccine was approved in the U.S. for emergency use without extensive long-term testing, the report declares. In this paper, the Pfizer COVID-19 shot was evaluated for the potential to induce 
prion-based diseases and vaccine recipients. According to the CDC, prion-based diseases are the form of some type of neurodegenerative disease, meaning that the Pfizer vaccine is likely to cause long-term damage and negative health effects with regards to the brain. This is especially concerning since the Pfizer shot is an RNA vaccine, an untested type of shot which creates new proteins and can actually integrate into the human genome. According to the report from the National Library of Medicine, in other words, the degenerative brain conditions may appear at any time in your life after receiving the shot and they will and more than likely stay permanent. This is something that's really, really creepy here. And the national file, actually, where you can find this, I'll post the link to it on the website. This is why I told everybody, hey, by the way, why don't you wait for a little bit and find out what this thing's going to do to you since they decided to skip primate and skip ferret testing and went right into human testing and did an all-whopping two-month-long phase three trial to see what would actually happen. Why don't we do a little bit of research before we start just blindly injecting ourselves with gene editing technology? Just a thought. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting, one of the alternate jurors on the Derek Chauvin trial Chauvin trial, told local news stations that she was concerned about rioting and destruction as well as people turning up to her house if they were angry about the verdict. There you go. Exactly what we said yesterday. It was all about mob rule with that trial. And regardless if you agree on one side or the other, the thing that we can never allow to start occurring is full mob rule in the judicial system where whatever the mob screams, hang him from the bridge, he's guilty, and then they go, okay, guess what? I'm going to appease the mob. Remember what happened with Pontius Pilate to Jesus? They said, we don't care what you do. We want Jesus. He goes, okay, well, what do you want me to free Barabbas? He said, free Barabbas, give us Jesus to crucify. Let his blood be on us and our generations. That was mob rule. That's when you have such an angry, illicit, violent mob that people are willing to do whatever they want just to appease them and try to calm them down. The problem with it is it's like a bully, and that's all mobs are. They're bullies. When you go in and a bully starts pushing you around and shoving you around and telling you what to do and taking your lunch money – if you continue to capitulate and go, okay, yeah, here, here's my money, here's, here's my food, I don't want any problems, well, they learn very quickly because bullies usually aren't real bright, but they're smart enough to realize a conditioning. Once you start doing that, they go, oh, this is easy. I just bully this kid a little bit. I take all his money. I take all his food, and uh, I got the rest of the day with a full belly and a pocket full of money, and they keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Capitulating to a bully never works ever under any circumstances what we're dealing with right now in this country is a bully government coming in and telling you you can't leave your home we'll give you permission when you can and can't wear your mask you can't run your business you can't go to the store unless you have permission you sure as heck can't go to the mall or the movie theater without a virus or without a passport those are all bully tactics the only thing you can do to a bully is the next time you see them, walk up to them and sucker punch them as hard as you can and give it everything you got. And if you have to, at that point, if they drop, mount them and basically start ground and pound. That's it. That's the only thing that works with a bully. 
This is what we're doing right now. You cannot capitulate with bullies. You never can. You never will. Prime example, now that these groups have basically gotten what they want, and I'm, I'm going to be watching this real close to see if the FBI does a full-blown investigation, starts indicting people with this. This got like zero coverage yesterday, but multiple alternative medias, including the American Journal on Telegram, posted about it, said breaking BLM storms the Oklahoma Capitol building yesterday during House session over GOP bill protecting drivers fleeing riots and police from doxing. And basically it's a similar bill that we passed down here in Florida that meant if a driver is fleeing an angry mob of people that are blocking the road, they can drive through them for their safety. They walked in and literally stood up on the sections and basically started screaming and yelling and pitching a fit. Okay, where's CNN? Where's the calls that BLM is basically inciting political violence? Where's the arrest? Where's the FBI? I don't know. I'm I'm waiting to hear it. I told you I'm going to follow this real soon because if they don't do anything about this, you know real quick what our next option is on this because they're obviously only going to go – one way and one way only and that's continue to bully until we stand our ground on that dad what do you think uh, often i learned a long time ago with bullies that most of them are cowards they really are they're relying on other people or, or gang groups or because they're bigger than you or whatever and uh, I'm, I'm like you it's just it's just it's just, it's ludicrous how these guys are and how they try to bully you and try to get you to do things that you don't want to do or force you to do things you don't want to do. Uh, like Another perfect example is this. Uh, this is from Tucker Carlson. Now, I don't care for Tucker Carlson. He reads a script, and a lot of this is going to be just uh, you know, rhetoric here that basically uh, they're maintaining both sides of the narrative. But what he says is Carlson Tucker takes aim at the ADL with Israeli immigration policy. And basically after the segment, the Anti-Defamation League called on Carlson to be fired – but Fox declined to act, citing Carlson's claim that he wasn't talking about race, and Carlson isn't backing down. The ADL is a bully. So they are, the Anti-Defamation League. And they pick people who come out and say things that are basically true most of the time, and they say, oh, this guy's an anti-Semite, this guy's this, this guy's that, and they constantly do this. They're a giant bully that runs around and basically intimidates people. And if they can't get what they want based upon their bullying, then what they try to do, they try to go in and do a, how should I say, character assassination on the individual and start slamming him publicly in order to destroy him. I mean, this, this is what, this is what they always have done. And see, if we understand that and we understand what's going on, then it makes more sense, doesn't it? Because all of a sudden we'll say, hey, wait a minute, they shouldn't do this. And they say, well, we're going to do this anyhow. And you're saying, well, no, you shouldn't do this. And all of a sudden they come out, and now it's not about what you say. It's about who you are. It's about other things that you've done in your life. You know, on and on and on and on. And so what we try to do on this show is we try to say, hey, look, this group of people, they're not okay. This group of people are really biased. This group of people basically are going to try to destroy you. Now the ADL is pushing the World Federation of Advertisers to boycott Tucker Carlson and Fox News for hate speech and white supremacy. What? Yeah. The Anti-Defamation League, which supports the anti-BDS laws that ban Americans from boycotting the state of Israel, is lobbying the World Federation of Advertisers to boycott Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Why? 
because they're bullies. I'm going to post this article on the website. Guys, we can't let these people do this to us because this is a Rothschild front. It's a Rothschild front. So if ever you say something about the Rothschild banking cartel, if you ever say something about the immigration policies in Israel, which is extremely racist, whether you say what happens to the Palestinians or not and how they're shot for sport by Israeli snipers with Mossad. Oh, my gosh, that's anti-Semitic. Why? Because I said the truth is anti-Semitic. No, we can't allow the ADL to push us around. We can't do it. So many people that are alt media have been listed now as basically being anti-Semitic because they've said that Israel's done this or Israel's done that. So it doesn't make a difference. If Israel goes out and starts World War III and kills six billion people or the Rothschild crony capitalism groups of people that control the world go out and decide to reduce the population of the planet by seven billion people, we can't say anything about that if it involves Israel, if it involves the Costa Nostra, the basically Jewish mafia. We have to be silent. Shut up, peasant. How dare you say something that's true? Guys, the truth is always the truth, whether people like it or don't like it. That can be biased. It can be biased. And it can be slanted. But the reality is, if you go to the root of it all, it's still the truth of what and who's controlling the planet. And remember this, guys, that Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And through him all things are possible, and that today is the day the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice in it. Be thankful to God Almighty that you're saved. Be thankful to God Almighty that you can do all things through Christ. And guys, remember, listen to Austin tonight on the Hagman Show. Listen to the show tonight in detail, because Austin will be covering a lot of these different topics. I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.